Okay, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining as we uh, switch gears from learning Hilchas Yaradea, Kashras, to moving on to the Halachas of money. So we all make, you know, thousands of financial decisions, you know, throughout our life. Many of these require, you know, Halachic considerations, what the Torah's, you know, the values of the Torah tell us. And this is a huge undertaking, especially if you look at how, how big Chayshe Mishpat is, every single simon is, is full of lambdas and many different applications, halacha lamaisa. So we'll take this, you know, one week at a time. We'll start out slowly. The first few months, as uh, Hashem, we will be, we will deal primarily with the non chayshin mishpat areas of halacha of monetary halacha. So that that means, you know, in, in shulchan aruch there are four different halakim. There's arachayim, which is your typical, you know, your mishnah is on arachayim, tefillah, dav, you know, davening, brachos, shabbos. You have uh, Yaridea, which we spent many uh, months learning. That's the Kashrus world, Avelos, the Isr Vahetr, so to say. Then you have Evan Ezer and Chosh Mishpah. So we're going to deal with mostly Arachayim and Yaridea for the first few uh, weeks, first few months. So we'll learn the halachis of working before davening. Is a person required to leave his job for Tefillah B'Tzibor? We'll touch upon Maisek Safim, giving a proper Maiser. There are certain days of the year that Chazal tell us that a person should not work. We'll discuss what that is. Erev Shabbos after after uh, Mincha, Erev uh, Erev Pesach, Purim, Tisha B'av, of course, Chalamoid, Shabbos, Avelos, uh, even a Chassan during his uh, during Sheva Brachas. There's an Isser of of doing of doing of doing work. We'll learn the halachas of, of Talmud Taira, how much time a person should spend. We'll discuss the question that Avi mentioned before we started the recording, and that is the halach of Schaira Bedavar Isser of doing Schaira, uh, doing. Uh, business with non-kosher food. We will touch upon the halachas of ribbis, doing business with avodah Let's you have a uh, you have a, a church or some type of prayer area in your nursing home. You have questions of avodah We'll talk about intermingling with the goyim, halachas of chametz, the pneiver, and then of course we'll we'll uh, discuss classic chayshemishpat issues, going to court. Uh, edus, partnerships, shtaros, contracts, all those types of halachas. So tonight, I want to begin, you know, spending a few minutes, next 20 minutes or so, discussing a well-known topic in the world of halacha, and that is the topic of life insurance. So the reason why I wanted to start the, the shear with life insurance is because, we'll see, it's a, it's a good Pesach, it's a good entrance way, uh, in, it's, a, it's a good way of entering the world of Chayshemishpat, of halacha, how chazal view the halach yelech of life and how the can discuss various issues so number one it's important it's one of the most important things that a person should do financially i believe rabelsky used to say this is uh, a consideration in the ksuba as well that uh telling your wife or the rabbi says it under the ksuba under the chuppah that you're going to actually support her right some rabbanim read it the belush and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to support it now. So it's uh, it's it's part of supporting your wife and the family is making sure that financially they they have what they need and that would include basic kishtalos. So that's number one. If someone uh, is financially supporting a wife, young children, or even elderly parents, and this would be a perhaps a basic requirement of of kishtalos. So that's number one. Why I want to discuss that first. Additionally, we are accustomed to to, to finding. The the literature on emuna betachen primarily in the world of sifrei machshava, sifrei musar, earlier writings of the rishonim, 
But it's interesting when we're, we're going to see that the Paiskim, when they discuss life insurance and the obvious uh, question, discuss Yisoyed, this fundamental uh, ideas in the world of Atachan, the world of Amuna. So it's fascinating to see how that plays out. And of course, this is Yisoydistic, as we're going to be talking about uh, different times or different things that are usher to do at work or different considerations. So the backbone of learning these halachas is a person has to remember that God runs the world and all the different chazals that we know, but let's incorporate that into our own life. And we will see there are many Yisraelis and halacha and Ashkafa found just in the next uh, 20 minutes of discussing life insurance and how the Paiskim uh, deal with the Shaila. So the basic premise of you know the next 20 minutes is that life insurance, as some people call it uh, death insurance, but the truth is it's really for the people that, that live. It's for them. And the goal is, for the, on a basic level, is that the family doesn't have to suffer financially after the loss of, uh, of, of one of, the, of, one of the, uh, the, the parents or someone that was supporting them. Unfortunately, we see, you know, in the Jewish media, we'll see unfortunate stories of people who died young and they did not have proper life insurance. Now, sometimes they weren't able to get life insurance. They had underlying health issues or, you know, pre, uh, conditions that they weren't able to get affordable life insurance. But many of the police can point out after hearing these stories, of course, we as a Tzibur have to support the families and its basic tzedakah. But on their end, there was basic hishtalus steps that should have been taken. And of course, everybody wants to be remembered lebracha and, uh, and not the other way. And sometimes you'll have situations where someone dies young, leaving behind the family without means to support themselves, and they end up remembering the parent in, in an un favorable way. So with that being said, I'm sure most of you are wondering, so what's the share? It's, it's an open and shut case. Of course, everybody needs to get basic life insurance. So what exactly do the price can discuss? So they discuss three or four different considerations. Number one is perhaps this is a lack of betachen. Perhaps a person should have betachen that a Kaddish who runs the world and he is mefanis lakol and I'm going to live forever and uh there shouldn't be a need to now take preemptive steps for what's going to happen. Lacher, Mayor of Esrim, whoever is around will deal with it then. So that's question number one. Is it a lack of betachen to now purchase a life insurance policy? Number two, another interesting discussion is perhaps this is in the realm of Ayin Hara, of Al-Tiftach Pela Satan. You're, you're buying life insurance. You call it life insurance, but it's death insurance. It's as if you're signing yourself up for Misa, so maybe we shouldn't be doing these things. So... That is, uh, that is question number two. Question number three, this is uh, from left field. It's mentioned in the writings of Rav uh, Diane Fisher in the Evan Yisrael, Shalos and Shulis Evan Yisrael. It's also quoted, I'll show you where it's quoted in one of the biographies uh, discussing the life of the Chazanish. It says, uh, I've spoken to some, you know, Paiskin, they're not so uh, confident this is actually his opinion, but it is brought down that from the Briskorov, he's not talking about life insurance, the Briskorov has, has a vart, that in the Yurgim Omidos, we say Hashem is ve'emes. What does ve'emes mean? That when he punishes, he he considers all the other ramifications of punishing this person. So they say that if this person, if by, if by Hashem hurting this person, by by taking him, you know, before his uh, before we would call the proper time, dying young, his family's not going to have what to eat, 
So then Hashem's not going to punish him because it's MS. It's not an initial MS because they didn't deserve to suffer. So that's true. So then by a person purchasing life insurance, so then he is setting himself up for uh, for, for Einshim because his family doesn't need him anymore. They could, uh, they could uh, cash out on the policy and he, he could die young, no problem. So, so others argue right away on this and we'll get to this. It's, it is addressed in the place later on. They say that, you know, a parent's, a father or mother's um, contribution to the family hopefully is beyond just the dollars and cents, and that shouldn't be the only thing. And also, we don't know the the, the, the ways of Hashem, but this is actually mentioned, Rav, Rav Fisher, Rav Yisrael Yaakov Fisher, in Shalos and Shuvis, Eben Yisrael, he actually paskins like this. They quote it in the name of the Chazanish, but we'll see his Talmidim did not necessarily agree to that he actually even said that. The fourth condition, which is not a a halacha of betachin, ayin hara, sakana, and that Rabbi Vadi Yosef points out is that sometimes, maybe historically, today I'm not sure, you could ask your broker, in the actual policy, they have some type of condition regarding uh, autopsies or the like that in a, in a cause of, let's say, wrongful death or something like that, they're going to require autopsy or the like. So Rabbi Yosef strongly recommended, you know, trying to avoid that. Or different uh, different ways of navigating that. That's a, a side halacha. That has nothing to do with the question of life insurance. That's just a side halacha. He also mentions if it's a, if it's a Jewish-owned policy and there's interest in it. You know, depending on a universal life insurance or a whole life insurance, if there's interest, you might need a heter iska. But th those are side halachas that are, that are not the basic, you know, question of life insurance. So the first place to look when learning this uh, this sugya is the. Uh, is the Shita of Ramayusha Feinstein. So I hope you could see what I'm doing here. Let's see. Okay, how do we get... Okay, so I'm sharing the screen. You see the... Um... You have to click on, on whatever you want to click on it, okay? Is it not going? You don't see this? I see three. I think you should click on one of them. Um, I like on Click on one of them, whichever one you want to click on. And open it up. You can open it. Is this it? No. I see. No, I can't click on it. You can click on it. Uh. Here, we'll try it again. Um, so, Moshe Feinstein in his uh, in his tshuva, it's in Archaim Chelik Aleph. It's in Simon Kofiral. Hold on one second. Let me just get this. Sorry, it's a Chelek Bey's Simon Kofir Aleph. He doesn't even say the person's name who he's uh, writing to. He says, L'chacham Echad. So we asked him, the question was regarding life insurance. And let's see what he says. He says, here, now you can see it. I don't see anything on the screen. Oh, there you go. Now we got it. Okay. So we asked him if there's any uh, Mila of buying life insurance. or maybe there's a Chesaron in Betachem. So you could glance through it as um, as I'm just going to go through some of the aside that he says over here. So he begins by by saying that all inyani mischar things that we do, which we call masu matin, your basic going to business, going going to work, that's all in the realm of chiyav hishtavus. And he says this is just like kachol inyani mischar shadam leirak shereshai. Not only are you allowed to do it, elagamachuyav lasoyis mischar vavod leparnasasai. You have to work. 
Parnassah is often. He's not allowed to say that even if I don't work, I sit on my couch all day, Hashem will send me Parnassah. Who says he, Taka has this chus? And even if he does have this chus, that uh, you're not allowed to rely on an ace. The Gemara talks about the Yeratzen, goes through the many Mamari Chazal, that a person's not allowed to rely on Nisim. And even if you would be allowed to rely on an ace, who says you're, you're Roy for this to happen? So let's go, uh, let, let's go to the next place where it's underlined in Cain. He says, And, but, but you still have to keep in mind, You also have, so you have to balance two things. Number one, you can't not work. On the other hand, you have to remember, Leida, that every single thing that Hakadosh that comes to you, every uh, dollar that goes through your checking account, that is rak me'ashem yisbarach. Then he brings down the famous Gemara. The Gemara at the end, the Kedushin says, Rabbi Nehroi said, Maniach ani kol sheba'olam. I would rather leave all the umrus of the world ve'eni melamid espini elo taira. I'll only teach my son taira. So he goes into uh, the question of of everyone knows there's a stira. The Gemara earlier quoting Rameir says you have to teach your son Omnas Kalavanaki. There are many um there are there are many Mamari Chazal that a person has to teach his son Tyra. So interestingly, this is a different topic. He says that there's a difference between Bikat Nusam, he said underlined word. There Efshalahem Lumatara So he says that basically you shouldn't have secular studies without getting into the whole controversial topic. The Tyra will not be a quality Tyra if they would have to learn, uh, have a secular education. Again, in his yeshiva, they did have secular studies in MTJ. And again, the most of the American, again, until Lakewood uh, yeshiva stopped that. But in most of the uh, communities, they did have secular education. But Ramosh is saying that this is not something that is a chiv on the av at that point. As long as apiderech hateva, you would have enough time, enough buffer, let's say it's a couple of years, at that point, then you, you would start teaching him uh, an omnus, but he doesn't need to learn an omnus at four years old. He would obviously have to have basic uh, awareness of the world and the ability to express himself and all the different things that we that we, that we we have. Rav Palm famously said that, that if children do not have secular studies, they end up learning how to waste time and they're going to be busy with, with Narish Guide. Anyways, we're not getting into that topic right now, but that's just one, uh, one Maramakam here that he says that typically a person is not allowed to uh, rely on a nation, even Rabbi Nehoi who we're quoting as only talking about when his child was very young. Next, let's keep going. So then he says that because we we have to re- because we have to work, so and we're not allowed to rely on nace, we could understand many different halachas. He t- he t- touches upon the concept of a the Ramam says that a Tamar Chacham is not allowed to get paid to 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 teach Tyra, to be a Rav, and yet the Minog going back hundreds of years, the Tor, the the, the Yosef discusses it, the Noisy Kalim on the Rambam, that the, the Minog became that there was no way for them to support themselves, and they ended up taking rabbinical salaries. So he says it's the same inside. That if a person's on this great level, perhaps Rabbi Nehorai, even though he said Rabbi Nehorai is only talking about the Katan, but perhaps he could rely on an ace. But for everyone else, we have to uh, take rabbinical salaries, and a person has to be 
Omel in his Pranasa. Then he says something else, which is very interesting. He says that <clears throat> we know, Chazal tell us, that a person should choose a Omnis Kalavinaki. A person should choose a, a, a Pranasa, a trade that's going to be Kal, simple, Vinaki, and clean, so to say, clean of uh, Gezel. The Gemara talks about Kal Me'arayas, clean from Gezel, different elements the Gemara talks about. Why? Because the Gemara says that the Omnis. This is towards the bottom of of um, of the second column that Lefi he says the ain anias mina omnis ain ashiris mina omnis ela hakol lefi schuser. That's what the Gemara says. Then on the next page on the column on the third column he says avliyid shekoma sheyavich echad echad kol adram v'shalish oisu rak mishem isbarach. He says that of course everything is coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. However, a person's allowed to take a um, Okay, let's go back. Sorry, go back a little before that. I'm sorry, I'm skipping around here. In the second column, the last paragraph, he says, in, in uh, three lines in, the ancient which means, even though the Gemara says that that poverty and wealth do not come from the specific omnis. And therefore, really, by learning the Gemara, a person should say, "I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be a mailman, and and whatever is supposed to come to me is, is going to come to me." Because ain ha'anias va'ashiris min omnis. So Rav Moshe is learning the Gemara is only talking about if a person is on that level. However, a person does have the right to say that that's not a way to make a parnasa. He's allowed to choose an omnis that's yoiser noicha that leharviach. You're allowed to choose. You're allowed to go into. Uh, High stakes, uh, real, whatever it is that that you're, you're selling to the rich, you're able to to make a pretty penny. There's nothing wrong with that. That's also considered hashtablus because it's the same aside that a person's not allowed to rely on a nace. And if the way you're holding in life, it will be a miracle for you to uh, to be able to make ends meet by by being a mailman. So you'd be allowed to choose a different profession. It's not a stira in betachen that ena omnis ena shiris omnis ella from hakadosh baruch because. That's betachan, but there's hishtalus as well within your realm. Okay, then he so says. Basically, that, it's not. It's basically not how much you strive for. It's how, how the effort you make to get it. And say I want to earn a million dollars. I mean, and I, and I work day and night without doing anything else, as opposed to I, I'm, I'm I'm talented. I know how to make a million. No, I'm a good uh, whatever, and I make a million dollars pretty easy. So my hishtalus does not. Be right, that it's very that simple. That. Very simple to make a million dollars. You buy something for five million and you sell it for six million. It's very simple. So yeah, but I'm saying some people like you, they they have a what do you call they have to have X amount and they just that day and night whatever and they and they're sweating and they have no confidence or whatever. That's not his style, but another person could make could could you know has a talent to make that. So know, to answer um, your question, let's go back a step. Rav Moshe originally said that a person is not allowed to rely on a nace. So if in your mind it would be a miracle to you're trying to make a million dollars, it would be a miracle if you actually made a million dollars. Depending, you know, if we go through and analyze. How much time you spent in the office, who you actually call, called, and what your product and offer is, then that will be a problem because you're relying on a nace. But if a person says no, this is basic ishtavas. If I want to be a, I don't know, a mortgage broker, if I make a thousand phone calls a month and I have these connections, I go to this networking event. If that that is considered ishtavas to make a million dollars a year, so then by doing that, you're not relying on a nace. Now you still have to remember, and this is the challenge. At the end of the day. Everything's coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But if a person doesn't do the basic ishtadlus, 
to get whatever panasa he, he decided he needs, then he's relying on an ace. So to say I'm, I'm only working two hours a day and you're going to sell uh, stamps, that's not going to work. If you're doing you know, $5 million in selling it for six, you could possibly work two hours a day. That's that you're not relying on an ace. You're dealing in a different industry. So you can't say, meaning the the the, the question has to begin with what is considered hishtadlus and what is considered relying on an ace. And then once you've decided what's considered an ace, then then you could go back and say, okay, I cannot rely on an ace, and therefore I have to do my hishtadlus. But once that's said and done, I will see at the end of the year, then you have to then the next. Uh, point of Avoida is to remember that everything is coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not from me. I'm simply doing this work so that I'm not relying on an ace. That's the, uh, that's the uh, beginning of Ramesh right. Shachuva. So, yeah. so it's basically not how much you strive for, it's how you go about getting it. If I, for me, make a million dollars a year, it would take um, five million to be honest with you, right? But for, for the next person, it's like he's, he's got a talent. You call him up to make a deal and he makes your business deal and it takes a big chunk of change. Right. Right. So it's not how much you strive for it, how much you have to rely on the non uh, on the miracle to get, on the next to get to it. Right. That's if you're saying. if you're along exactly for, for, if you're along then you're along on an ace. Now Hashem does nisim, and there are people that make that money right. with you know shaloyal pidar chateva. So it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But if a person is doing a specific type of job and that job pidar chateva does not make a million dollars a year, if he's asking Hashem for that million dollars a year, unless he lives his life. You know, he's Malumad Benisim. He's really, he's really asking for an ace. That, that's that's really the truth. Okay, let's keep going. So you're allowed to take this as regular, basic pranasa. He says maybe, uh, maybe it'll actually be better for you that you don't have to work so much as you get older because this will be the Yerusha that you're giving to your children and your grandchildren. So, just to review what he says, he says that. He goes through a few different midunim uh, over here, but fundamentally, there's the chiyav parnasa. He actually says the word chiyav. The person is mechoyev to do parnasa to uh, to do a shtadlus. There's the iser of being soimechal hanes. You take those two together, it's very simple. Insurance would be the same thing, and a person would uh, would be required, so to say. He doesn't use the word chiyav at the end, but in the beginning, if you read the tshuva, it sounds like a person would have to uh, take it. Um, he bring, at the end, he does say mechuyavim when he when he compares it to insurance shall sreifa gneva insurance shall cars car insurance auto insurance uh, home, homeowners insurance perhaps disability insurance I'm not sure where it ends you know at some point a person just keeps on adding and adding uh, you know your broker is very happy he's he's doing his ishtalus you keep buying different uh, insurance policies but whatever people consider relying on a nace whatever people consider basic ishtalus so that would be uh, all in the realm of chiyav okay. That's the sheet of Rav Moshe that many people quote. Um, it's, it's, if, if you have a few seconds, you should go, go through the uh, tshuva. There's so many different nuggets of Yisoidus in Amun Abitachan and how Rav Moshe views the world of Heshtadlis and Parnassah. That is the opinion of, of, the, um, of Rav Moshe Feinstein. Next. The, um, next is the Sheva Talevi, Rav Vosner. So Rav Vosner, again in the tshuva, this is found in... He also asked this question, is there a, a lack of betachen by a person taking a taking out a life insurance policy? So he says, anything that's like getting old and raising your children, 
those things. He says, mitzvah There's a mitzvah to prepare when there's still time. He says, what, a bar mitzvah is a surprise party? Making a chasna for your children is a surprise party? These things are, are and a person has to... Uh, has to uh, be, be prepare himself properly. He does say that if a person is one of those people that's hashlech al Hashem Yehavcha and all his whole his whole life, his whole existence is all al He doesn't live b'derech Of course, he could. This would be uh, this would follow suit with everything else he does in life. But for everyone else, there would be a need to to uh, to prepare themselves properly. Stam b'nei Adam would be would be mechuyev to do this. Okay, that that's the shita of Rav Vosner. He does say, by the way, that at at the end, towards the uh, towards the bottom, he says that if there's a cash value, and again, if you talk about life insurance, there's different types of policies. We've been talking about simple term uh, life insurance, but there are more sophisticated life insurance plans that include whole life insurance. They call it universal life insurance, where there's tax advantages and you could also borrow against it you could have dual uh growth you're getting your dividend your stock appreciation on your insurance policy but you're also borrowing against it and investing in real estate and there are many different tools that those that know will use rav Vosner and both and rav as well they both say that this is not a question of betachan that's just a regular investment vehicle and that's not a question of lack of betachan you just that's just the way you're financially planning that obviously wouldn't be a question. Okay, next. Rabbi Yosef, she brings many rayas from Yishayim and Achrayim, just, just the way he, it's interesting to see the way he deals with the question. He brings down from the uh, Medrash, this is also quoted in the Mesil Shasharim. The Mesil Shasharim says that, that we know, there we go. It says, Lamani Varecha Hashem Alekecha B'chomasi Adecha Asher that you're doing. So, the Medrash says, I would think he could sit around and do nothing. There's only a bracha if you're actually doing these things. So, that's his uh, introduction to the topic. But then he gets, a, then he gets into different halachic, uh, halachic sources that, that speak about this. Number one, he says in Hilchus Ribis, in Simon Kufnon Tess, the Shulchan Aruch brings down based on the Gemara at the end of Ezu Neshech, the halach is that a person is not allowed to lend ribis, let lend to a nachri and charge him ribis. Now, midaraisa you're allowed to. In fact, it's a mitzvah. La nachri sashich, according to the Rambam and according to others. This exera midarabanan, you're not allowed to lend money to a nachri ribis. You can't uh, lend money to uh, to some real estate developer. You can't lend the money because shema yilmod mimasav. You might learn from from his uh his actions and you're going to learn from the from the nachri therefore there's an isser of lending to a guy baribis that's the gemara toysvis asks what do you mean we're all doing it <laughs> what happened no no one ever heard of this halacha there's a gemara that says usser yet uh, for some reason everyone's makel so one of the reasons Tysus brings down is that we have no way of doing mischar. The Jews were the bankers. They were the ones that were raising capital. They were the ones that were able to, to, uh, to finance the deals that were going on. And therefore, Tysus says it's and because of this, this consideration, Parnasa, we are makel on this gzera. And it's brought down in the shach. He passed on this shach says even though a person has 
you know, bread on the table, just basic parnasa, it's still still be mutter for him to lend money to an achri and charge him ribbis, ignoring this iser of Chazal. So Bavadi Yosef says, you see it from there, that a person shouldn't say, oh, if God runs the world, then I'll make my money uh, without uh, without being a banker. I'll do something else. No, if there's a heter, then a person's allowed to rely on the heter, even though one could have argued that uh, you, sh- you should avoid. Now, th- there are achrenim that do, in fact, say that in Hilchus Rebis, the When we learn Hilchus Rebis, we'll discuss if there's any reason to be machmir bismanazeh, when you have other considerations, the taz, that anyways, we're dealing with the goyim, and not just in Rebis, but uh, Rebbe Vavisev brings it as a raya. There's another raya, the Gemara and Kedushin talks about Kedushe Ketana, that the parents used to marry off their 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 child, the, the daughter when she was still a Ketana. The Gemara says they shouldn't do it because she's going to get upset when she gets older. Tysus brings down from Rabbeinu Tam, this is in the times of the Crusades, that the Minog was that they would marry off their daughters when they were, they were Ketanim. Why? Fascinating reason. Because if you have money now, you might not have money in five years when she turns uh, 17. So now you have... You could, you could afford a chasna, you could afford a dowry, a, a, a nadin, so you can marry her off now because who knows what's going to be in five years. So Ravadi Yosef says, oh, you see from there that a person's allowed to say, I can invest now because I don't know what's going to be in the future. So you're allowed to buy life insurance because you don't know if you're going to be alive in five years and your family need, needs the parnasa. So he brings a riot from this, uh, the Bali Toysvist, the Hanhaga they used to have of marrying off their children young because they could afford the nadin at this point, same thing would apply to uh, to life insurance. He he, he uh, addresses some of the other questions, the question regarding uh, being a Pischoin Pela Satan. He brings rayas from Halacha that a person is allowed to purchase Tachrichim, you could purchase a burial plat, a Kvura. The person discussed can you even dig the grave for yourself? <laughs> it's not recommended, but there are other uh, other places in Halacha that a person is allowed to do. Uh, things that it's not tiftach pela satan. We know at the end of at the end of life, there's there's misa. There's a whole world of hilchas avelos. We know that that's that's the the way Hashem created the world. I mean, the way after Adam Rishon was was punished, and it's not a problem of being uh, of pischein pela satan. So that's the the tshuva of Rav Vadi Yosef. In um, we'll see one more tshuva again. The, all, all the contemporary poets can sort of say from let's say the 1960s. Till uh, you know, till the 1990s, they all wrote shuvas on this. The Mishnah Halachas of Menashe Klein, the Debrutzina Rav, they all have different uh, different ways of basically saying the same thing. There are very few uh, dissenting opinions. The, the one really is the Evan Yisrael, Diane Fisher, but Kimat all the Paiskim uh, went with this Mahalach. Let's do one more. And that is the Chuvas Vahanagas. So the Chuvas Vahanagas is our Sturmbuch, Ibadul Chaim. So he says, he again asked the same question. He says, of course, there would be mutter here. Again, he says, if there's a cash value, there's Aza Karen, so that would also not be an issue as well, as far as as far as lack of betachan. The <clears throat> Rav Sturmer goes into the classic lambdas. Uh, we just mentioned a few minutes earlier that there's no guarantee that a person's going to live forever, and that's actually halachic din that Shema Yomus Chayshinan, it even comes up in Hilchas Nida. Let's say, uh, so at some point, a woman is, is now clean. She's not a, she's not a Nida. At some point, it's going, the period is going to come. At some point, she's going to become a Nida. So the question is, when is that going to come? So back in the day, every lady had a vest kavur. She always saw, let's say, day 33. So every day 33 of her, of her cycle, she would see Dam. So there's an Isser Tashmish on day 33. There's another Isser 
that let's say there was no bedika done on day 33, they cannot have a tashmish until she does a subsequent bedika, she does a bedika after that day. The Noi de Behuda famously has a chakir uh, in this whole din. The Chavastas talks about it as well. And they say the following. The, the Achronim say the following uh, uh, idea. And that is, when on day 32, looking forward to day 33, there's an Isidaraisa perhaps of, of, of Tashmish, because how, how could you be certain that she's not going to see Dam? And there's a there's a chazaka that it's going to come on this day. She has a kavua, a vest kavua. That's called Shema Yamas Chayshina, right? The person's going to die. But on day 34, we don't know if it came yet. If she if they have a bia now, if she takas an either, it's a problem. So there it's only Asr Midrabanam, because there we say Shema Mace that they died already, Loy Chashina. We're not concerned for it. It's a very interesting way of, of, of viewing this. But that has nothing to do with this, Lechayra, but Rav Shomer is saying we see that, that at least one side of that is Shema Yamas Chashinan. That if this is a, a typical Chazaka, we have to be Chayshish for it on a Deir Isa level. So the same thing here. A person cannot assume that it's uh, that, that it's, it's never going to happen. He also brings down, this addresses some of the questions of, of Amunah Betachan. He says, a culture of Dessler. Rav Dessler, he doesn't bring the whole Rav Dessler, but Rav Dessler in the Michtav Melio, he says that from the Baal Shem Tov, famously said that there's no nothing in this world that doesn't have a good a tithe aspect to it so they asked him in jest so what about kfira so what what could be good with kfira so the bashantiv allegedly answered that to be a kaifer for someone else that if your friend is suffering don't be a baal and muna don't worry everything's good you should be a kaifer to be able to help your friend out in his world of Bidera Chateva. So Rav Shemach alludes to this and he says that life insurance is not for you. It's not for you, the, the policyholder. It's for the children. It's for the, the, the benefit, the, the, those that are going to benefit from it. So it's it's usher from the Baal Shem Tov. You're not allowed to be a, a Babi Tachan on their Cheshven. In a similar way, this is not really uh, the same thing, but in a similar way, I heard from Rav Ruben Leuchter, Mashkiach and Eretz He said that, that every person in their realm of Betachan it switches off from day to day, from hour to hour. So when you're thinking about getting the policy, you don't know what your betachan is going to be later on in life. It's a similar concept where you're you're uh, projecting betachan right now onto something else, onto someone else, onto a different circumstance. So this would also be together uh, on a um, for, for other people. He does leave room as a pesach that if someone's learning in Kailo, and he's or support supporting Talmud Torah, and if he would have to know now go get life insurance, he wouldn't be able to support it. So maybe that would be a cheshbon. But uh, two things: number one, typically in that case, in that situation, it would mean that the life insurance policy, the premium, is very expensive. Otherwise, it would be just a few dollars a month. It shouldn't be a, a, a differentiating factor, a difference maker. Or it's an Eretz Yisrael. I've heard that an Eretz Yisrael life insurance policies are very expensive. He does leave a pesach to that. But I want to bring out one more thing that he says in the name of the uh, in the name of the Gra. So this is in the second column towards the bottom. He says that when the Gra went to visit his brother when he was sick, so the Gra's brother told him, "I'm not going to doctors. I believe in Hashem." You can't be a Babatachan when it comes to medicine. If you're only a Baba Tachan in one area, 
So then you're not a Baal Betachen, you're a Baal Betachen because you're being lazy. So in, in general, many people will, will say Betachen and Muna, but the Graz is basically saying you have to call yourself out on it. If you get bothered when the Chalant uh, was burnt in Shul by Kiddush, so how could you say I'm a Baal Betachen? A Baal Betachen would say, I am supposed to eat exactly what I'm supposed to be eating today. The amount of pleasure I'm going to have in this world is all Baruch Hu. So if that's the way you live your life, then you could say, okay, I can only work. I only have to work four hours a day. I only have to do this, do that, hashtalus. Okay, because that that fits in, in your picture of betachem. But if a person is only being a bal betachem for refuah or for panosa, but not for chalant, and not for when his wife bothers him, and not all the other things that happen to us in life, so then it's coming the atzlus, and it's coming from laziness. And the gerach called out his brother on it that a person is not allowed to be a bal betachem in uh, in one matter alone. Okay, so just to sum up what we've learned. Number one, a person should understand, of course, this is not the halachic part of it. There's different types of life insurance policies. There's, you know, life, in, there's, there's, there's the ones that have a cash value. You have a whole term, uh, universal life insurance. But we were basically discussing a 30-year term. We went from some chuvas saying it's definitely mutter to even Ramosha alluding to the fact that it's a chiyav. Rav Vosner said the word mitzvah. There's a letter brought down by, um, there's a letter actually written by Shmuel first. Have a screenshot of the letter. I'm not sure how, how you'll be able to see it, how clear it is. But this is in March 2007. Shmuel first, dying first, he wrote that uh, to the Jewish community of Chicago, we've been hearing too many stories, frightening stories with ads in the papers. And he says a person should make sure they have they have life insurance. And he 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 recommends a million dollars of term insurance. Of course, it depends on the family, depends on who the breadwinner is. V'chulei v'chulei. Perhaps it will be even, even more today with inflation and the cost of living, but a person should should definitely realize the strong necessity for basic uh, b- basic life insurance. We mentioned three different considerations why a person would think of not getting it. Number one was the lack of betachin. So we saw throughout most of the paiskin that we that we went through together inside that. This is basic hishtalus, the same way a person goes to work every day. This would also be included in that chiv of hishtalus. It's not a question of betachen. Regarding atiftach pelasotam, we brought rise from tachrichim, from kvura, that it wouldn't be an issue. Regarding this, uh, the cheshman of, of the hafucha, that if a person, you know, would die young, he would, Hashem wouldn't punish him because now he's leaving an amana of Yisoyimim. So, it's very a weak. It's very weak svar, and we, we're not bekiin b'darchi Hashem. Hopefully, the person has other schusim besides for the fact that he's bringing in a paycheck. At the end of the day, this is as, as Phil mentioned earlier. This is all begeder hishtalus, uh, and a person at the end of the day cannot say koychi. We saw this clearly in the paiskim. Person should not say koychi va'oitzim yadi asli asachar lazeh. Rav Vosner says that in that chuba he says that with this yisod you can answer many stiras and chazal. Like on one hand, we saw the Gemara that says that omnis, right? You have another Gemara that says So it really could be based on the fact, based on a person's circumstance, how what they consider relying on a nace and what they do not consider relying on a nace. And with that, you saw you could understand many Gemaras. There are many Gemaras that that uh, talk about basic hishtalis. Uh, I want to bring one more Gemara. And uh, we'll close with this and just one quick vart. The Gemara in Nida, I'll share it with you in one second. 
the Gemara needed daf ayin amid beis. Here, the Gemara needed daf ayin amid beis brings down like this. Mayas right in the middle of the page. Mayasa adam vi asher. What should a person do to become wealthy? Amar lehen yabe b'schayra. Do a lot of work. B'schayra the yasa the atin b'muna. Buy and sell things. Amar loy harbi also came v'lo Many people have done that and it didn't work. That one without the other doesn't work. You need to be Yavakish Rachamim to Davin. But for most people, you also need to be Yarbe Bishaira, the Yisavitim Biamuna. A person has to actually do that. As we saw, Rabbi Vadi brought the Medrash, that it's only if a person is actually doing it. Not of a person sitting on his couch doing nothing. So that's another important aside. And one more, one more vart, and that is the uh, it's a sefer called Biyam Darkecha. It's written by the Talmidim of of uh, of Itchemaya Morgenstern from uh, from Eretz Yisrael. So he has a mimer on Betachem, and I'll, I'll share the uh, the mimer here. He's talking about the question people ask when they learn. The halachas of betachin, or sorry, they learn the the world of emuna betachin and They always ask, so how much how much ishtalas does a person have to do in the world, and how what what is considered a lack of emuna? So he says, Many people are are in doubt what is considered the proper amount of ishtalas. So he says, "Vini ala sheila kama hishtalis lasis yevsher kolachlanis." He can't answer. He said, "Tali b'haber pratim." But he says, "Avu be'emes hashela hu azu ene yikeres kol." This is not a fundamental question in God, how God runs the world. It's not the, not the reality. Elo mekaimis. It's a it's a local question. He says, if somebody even asks this question, he's off. Why? So let's go to the next paragraph. Ki isa gadol b'sheila ha'im v'kama if when how much that shows that he's that he believes that there is. Kayach to the Hishtadlus Khalila, that this actual uh, effect from what he did. So he says, if I do this, then this is going to work. And because he's a God fearing man, he's going to ask the Shiloh to his Rebbe, uh, which Hishtadlus which should I do? He says, Abel Hamas came in the third paragraph. There's no connection between how much you work and how much money you make. Doesn't help. Ella, so then what are we doing? Then why are we going to work? There's a halacha There's a halacha that a person has to do ishtalus. So the whole question is rock. Does this activity, this job, this line of work, is that included in the chiv of ishtalus? Is this included in the Chiv of Ishtalas? If it's included in the Chiv, then I know I'm Chayav to do it because I have to do Ishtalas. You're not asking, is this going to make me money? You're going to ask, is this included in the Chiv of Ishtalas? Now we're going to use our Moshe Feinstein's introduction to Shuva, and that is in your life, and it's very simple, whatever you would consider relying on a nace, so then you can't you cannot call that Ishtalas. But if this is something that al-pidarachatev in your mind, a person could make a parnasa, so then, yes, that would be your hishtalas, that's your chiv. But not that you're going to think that, oh, by making this phone call, now I'm going to have parnasa. I'm simply making this phone call because I have a chiv to do hishtalas, and I'm being yoytza, the same way when you daven mincha, you know, shayn gedavent, shayn, you know, uh, uh, I don't know the Yiddish word, but you would, you would say, I, I did my hishtalas. At the end of the day, 
I was yoitzim my chiyav v'shalos, and that's it. And that's how a person has to live life. Again, this is a mimer on a very high level. It's simple, but it's a very high level. But at least we could see a glimpse of where, where what a person should be uh, looking towards in the world of Parnassah, in the world of Avoida, that of course, a person has to work. That's the chiyav, but it's it's only that we keep in mind that it's not If you look at one more thing, if you look at the Targum on that Pasuk, he says the the is not talking about just the actions that we do. It's including even the thoughts that we have. Here it's in it's in Parsh's Akiv, it's in Perek Ches, Pasuk Yeches, you can look it up. He says Right? So Hashem is the one that gave you the Eitzah. Hashem is the one that gave me that intuition to buy that. Meaning, a person at the end of the day could say, Oh, my bank account, that's from God. All those uh, dollars, all those digits, that's from God. And that's maybe one level. But the Pasuk is telling us, Every step of the way, every decision you've made every hire every fire every purchase every deal you walked away from hashem gave you that eight nixon that's all coming from my kodesh baruchos so that's the the avoida of work so much hashem we'll continue learning these halachas but i thought it was a good introductory uh, introduction uh, yeah. specific reason you gave this share the day before saying parashas haman ah uh, there you go Exactly. Is that considered a shtadlis, or is that considered a nais? Is that considered tefillah? If you look, if you look, the bishop brings down to say it, but you have to have kavani. You go he through says the parsha. to say it every day. So no. Ah, I'm saying if I have a dollar for every time I get reminded tomorrow, say parsha <laughs> That's how you make money. Okay, fine. Let's we'll stop but here. I appreciate you are quoting a pasuk from my bar mitzvah parsha. Okay, good. You, you saw the targum. Yeah, I'm saying Laman Hakim. Okay, great. Oh. Shaykh.